Good evening, TDN listeners. Welcome to this week in interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. It's Wednesday, it's 8 p.m., and I'm super excited for the third week in a row. We're speaking to writers, Dominican writers. And I'm, I'm extra excited tonight because my guest this third week are very accomplished persons. Uh, in the person of Miss Afflin. Uh, she is Afflin Lawrence, previously known as Afflin Laguerre, and of course, Gifters John. No stranger, either of them are no strangers to the Dominican literary um, public, and hopefully, after tonight, we will be introducing them to a few additional uh, listeners. So, I'm, I'm going to play the Caricom Anthem as I always do. I will most likely not play the entire anthem because I want to maximize my time with my guests tonight. But let me say welcome. If you regularly join me on a Wednesday, you know I never take your time for granted. I always appreciate the fact that you spend an hour or so of your time on a Wednesday night with this week in interview. And if tonight is the first time that you're listening to the show, I hope that you like it enough to come back and you also will become a regular listener. If you're listening to us on RVR Jams, welcome. I want to say good evening to our, our listeners in Dominica, our listeners in North America and um, in, in Europe, all over. We have, we have listeners from different points on the globe. We see them um, checking from time to time. So let's listen to Mikkel Henderson as she does the Caricom Anthem. And um, we'll take a word from our, our sponsors. And when we come back, I will be joined on the line um, by Miss Afflin Lawrence. And uh, we're going to be talking about her work. I'm super excited because I got her bio and she's done so much. Um, so there's a lot to share. Let's listen to Mikkel first, though. Fathers came, some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage, our freedom was gained. And The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel our hearts beat as Queen 
Vital Bio Restaurant, brand new on the French side of St. Martin and Marigold. Vital Bio specializes in all kinds of dishes. Oh yes, West Indian dishes, chicken and rice and all that's nice and many other types of seafoods. Oh yes, a one-stock bar awaits you, especially if you need a martini. Vital Bio specializes in all your favorite drinks in top quality for you. Oh yes, Vital Bio brand new. Yes, I told you so. Lot 107, Resident Lamande, 54 Rue de la Liberté. Vital Bio, the number one restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Don't you forget to go to Vital Bio, the number one brand new restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Nubian kings and queens, are you or is someone you know suffering from constant bad hair days because of hair loss or alopecia? Think there's no hope for regrowing your crown and glory? Try Protress, organic hair products made from the finest and most holistic ingredients such as rosemary, nettle, and passion flower. Protress hair products encourages hair growth, prevents hair breakage, and strengthens weak, fragile, or breaking Afro hair. Regenerate and regrow long, thick curls, kinks, and coils with Protress. Visit protresshaircare.co.uk. That's protresshaircare.co.uk to order your monthly supply today. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O dot com. All right, listeners, welcome back. Um, I, I, I feel bad every time I have to cut the CARICOM anthem uh, short. But, you know, this month is dedicated to Dominican writers. We're celebrating Dominican writers. And I, I really want to, to do a whole month of recognizing the work that our writers are doing. And by the way, listeners, uh, our conversation is being streamed live on this week in interview page, so you can see the guests and um, and interact with us. We're, we're live on this week in interv- inter- interview Facebook page. But as I told you before the break, before the commercial break, my guest tonight is Miss Aflin Lawrence. Uh, most of you may know her by her by her more popular um, name of Aflin Leguerre. Leguerre. G-A-I-R. You know, my tongue is a little heavy sometimes, so she'll tell it to you <laughs> properly in a while. But um, Aflin is a prodigious, prodigious, self-motivating, successful woman who from a useful age forged her way through challenging periods to become a leading award-winning international celebrity fashion designer, the host of the Facts of Life TV show, lifestyle empowerment, and inspirational speaker, instructor, mentor, and humanitarian. Her 
Le Guerre brand fashion has appeared on Bravo's television Married to Medicine and other national television and local, in local, national, and international magazines. Her designs have graced the runway in Paris, England, Hollywood, New York, and other international markets. Miss Lawrence is active in public service and dedicated to the welfare of abused women. She has been a guest speaker at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Atlanta, Georgia, Agnes Scott College, for the Still Standing Foundation, which assists survivors of domestic violence. She is president of R2E, Restore to Empowerment Charity, a non-profit organization that empowers youth to reach their full potential. The organization provides mentoring and educational training programs through the arts for young adults, at-risk kids, and high school dropouts. The program will form partnerships with local school district churches, community leaders, businesses, parents, and the juvenile court system. R2E's goal is to foster a commitment to young people that will promote friendships, strong interpersonal skills, and reassert a sense of hope in the future. Ms. Lawrence has made several media appearances on Bravo, Bravo TV Married to Medicine, CBS Atlanta Morning Show, Channel 10 News, the Atlanta Modern Luxury Brides Magazine, ABEC's Small Business Review, Dominica Vibes News, Capital Styles Magazine, Caribbean Fashion Sport, Spark Magazine England, and the list is very long. Award, she's received the Humanitarian of the Year Award in Atlanta City Hall Atrium by Atlanta Latino Fashion Week, the Black Women in Jazz and the Arts Awards, Youth Empowerment for Music Art Award, the Increased CDC Microentrepreneur Community Choice Award and Retail Award, Award of Excellence, Fashion, Innovation, Caribbean Style and Culture Fashion Showcase, Caribbean Style and Culture Fashion Showcase in DC, 2018 Writer of the Year Inspirational Writing Award, Top Designer Award at the Ohio State University I Am Fashion event, winner of Top Designer Award at Nelly's Catwalk for Kids. I'm breathless, but wait, wait, there's more. Miss <laughs> uh, Lawrence is also a published author of three books entitled Where, is, Where My Hope Comes From, Prayers and Promises of Hope, and her newly released books, Rising Through Life's Struggles and Challenges, and Living Life of Wholeness and Purpose in 2018, which is what brings this most esteemed and accomplished lady, a daughter of the soil, Miss Afflin. Welcome to this weekend interview. I'm so delighted that you could find time in this busy schedule to be with us on, on this weekend interview. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to be here and to be able to um, be interviewed by another fellow Dominican. And um, 
I'm, I'm excited just to, to be able to speak. And if I have to be able to give some pointers or talk to people about writing their books or any of the things that I, can, that I have done to be able to encourage and empower people. So I appreciate you for having me and thank you very much. You know, no, the pleasure is mine. I, I tell my listeners every Wednesday that being a host of this week in interview um, gives me the opportunity to speak to people who have accomplished so much. You know, they've done so much they, they, and they're still striving. And, and so a lot of the times, um, times my, my Wednesday night is the highlight of my week because I get to speak to people like you who has accomplished so much. And I know I read all of, all of, all of this, your bio, your accomplishments, and I'm sure that that is just a, con uh, you know, a concise version of it. But I want you to introduce yourself in your own words to the This Week in Interview listeners, um, give them a little bit of your background and, and what motivates you and so on. Tell them who Aflin Lawrence is. Okay, well, I really want to just say thank you and welcome to everyone that is listening, that we do appreciate everyone for taking the time out, you know, at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday evening. I know some people have had maybe their plans switched around, and we do not take lightly or you taking the time and spending time to listen to us. I just first of all want to say thank you, and I just pray, God, that whatever we have said and done here today will be empowering and encouraging and uplifting to someone today. I am originally from Culibistri uh, in Dominica. That's uh, one of the, for those that are not from Dominica, it's a small um, village. Um, I left there ooh, many, many years ago. Um, I think I was still a teenager when I left, about 18 or 19. And um, That was like last year, right? Oh uh, Yeah, like just um, last year. Last year, right? Exactly. pursue of you know education or just trying to uh, find something different to do because at that time I wanted to be a, a hairstylist but they did not really have I think the only one back home was Venus Salon or something like that but they didn't really have too many schools and stuff like that but even after I left there I've always wanted to be able to empower people to give back to people and my life took a, a it was different. I, I studied um, Wilfred Beauty Academy in New Jersey, but did not finish. And um, I'm so glad that I did not totally give up on the dream that God had placed in me. And that's why I used my story to share my story to help empower people. Because so many times God has given us a dream and a vision. And sometimes if it does not come to pass right away, we, we tend to just, you know, forget about it. And my journey has not been very easy but I, I don't regret it. I would not change it for anything because I know it was all part of the process that has caused me to accomplish all that I've accomplished. So I'm really excited to be able to be on here to share with everybody. Um, I have three beautiful children. My youngest son is actually um, in the Air Force. Uh, he's in um, San Antonio right now. So I'm really proud to have, uh, I, you know, because my kids, they call themselves Dominican. So mm -hmm. we have a Dominican over there representing us again in Texas. So that I'm really excited about that. Um, and my husband is from Barbados, and I'm sure he's on there listening. So I want to give a shout out. And I, I ended up having two more children uh, out there in Barbados. So we got five all together. Um, and as you said, my life is, is busy. I keep going and going and going. I have a lot of 
uh, things that I do, but a lot of times there's some things that I do that I know it's not even for me. I know that God is equipping me and empowering me certain things because so many different people come across my path that I'll be able to help. And um, if I have the time and I can do it, you know, I just, I just do it. So um, that's pretty much it about me. Yep. So, so from reading your work and from talking to you, I realize that you, you do a lot of um, humanitarian, I don't know, uh, charity can have a different connotation, but in terms of charity, I see it as caring for, caring for fellow um, human beings. And that seemed to be um, part and parcel of, of most of what you do. So let's talk a little, let's talk somewhat about, about that aspect of your, of your work. Yeah, about 90% of what I've done has been um, charity-minded. Uh, uh, a lot of people will be like, well, you don't make money doing this, you don't make money doing that. I knew the time is going to come when my, like the Bible said, your gifts will make room for you. I, I have a love for children, and I don't like seeing kids get hurt. I also have a love for women, because I came from, my second book talks about the abuse that I, I went through. And um, because of that, it has given me a heart to empower and to help other women. Um, many times I did not have a place to go to or someone that I could talk to. And because of that, I, there's a lot of, of things I could have done differently. So based on my experience, I try to use that to help other people. I have research to empower, you, like you spoke about it. We work with youth. Um, we do different projects with them, like just in the, this summer and I think in the fall, I had two projects where I taught them how to sew and I also, we made blankets for the hospital and um, I figure the more you give to people is the more God has blessed. Even if I've given so much, God has never made it where I don't, I've never had what I needed. So for me, giving back is really a great part of me and it's really, I'm really excited and really happy to, to do that. So, the name of your charity is called Return to Empowerment. Restore. Restore. Restore, restore to Empowerment. And um, that name, I guess, means a lot. Uh, yes. So you, you, let's, let's spend a little bit of time on that aspect okay. of, 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 of what, because it's a name that I'm sure that means a lot to you. So if yes. you don't mind, let's spend a little bit of time and, and talk about that some before we get to the actual writing. Okay, uh, so I got, I was uh, married for like 23 years, and then I got divorced in 2010, and it was, it was a very devastating time for me, because um, I got married really young, so I knew this one guy, and I just figured, okay, my life was always going to be with that person, and then when I got um, divorced, just, I was not prepared to be on my own, so a lot of things happened, I ended up being homeless, I ended up, um, you know, coming from living in this big, fancy house in a nice neighborhood to having really nothing. Um, I had opened a, a store when I moved to Atlanta at first, and we lost our apartment, and my kids and I were actually living in the boutique without, we had a toilet, but there was no bathroom in there. So I used to pay like a gym membership to go to the gym just so we can take a shower. And it was just so many crazy things that happened. And... But all through it, I kept even just trusting God. And that's how one of my first books came about as well. Um, I kept just trusting God, believing that, you know, God was going to see me through. 
And once I started getting, you know, just heal and getting better um, from everything that I was going through, I knew I had to use my story. God restored me so I can empower other people. And that's how the name came about. Oh, restore. Yeah. So, so if, for people who are maybe going through a hard time, a challenging time, it, it's to give them access to an opportunity to restore themselves yes. to, to, a, to a better place in their life. Yes, and to give, to give them hope, because a lot of the stuff that I have done, even becoming an international celebrity fashion designer, mm-hmm. um, I did all of that right after I got divorced. Right? It was, I started in like 2009, writing the books. All these things happened even at the most devastating time of my life. So I always believe that, you know what, if I can do it, you know, anybody can do it. And it's not, I did not have the financial backing. A lot of the stuff I, doubt I did was free. So I want to use that to encourage and to empower people. And that's what I've been doing. And some people have already been successful. And I will just, you know, continue doing that as well. So I know that, um, let's talk about your work a little bit. I want to get to, to, you're going to read a passage from one of your books. So let's go, exactly go to that. Talk a little, talk somewhat about that particular book, your title of the book and, and what the message is. And then um, go ahead and read the passage that you've prepared um, to read okay. for the audience. So this book, again, it, it, it means a lot to me as well because this, um, this is the third book. But the first book is a prayer book, which I did not set up to write a book. And I, that's why I have a, writing, a book writing personal to encourage people. When I used to go through this, the, the mainly verbal abuse, what I would do was write. I would write letters to God. And that's how this book eventually turned into uh, the first book. The second book that I wrote, which is more like my memoir, it was um, the person that wrote it. I paid a lot of money to get it done, and it was it was not well done. It was just it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And she would not return my call. And but what that did, it caused me to do research, and it caused me to work on it. Where I created this book myself, I wrote it myself. I got the editor. I published it. And I did everything on my own. And now I'm teaching other people to write their books and to get it published and all of that. So journey to wholeness and purpose. Again, I, I had to really research that topic because I wanted people to be empowered. I wanted them to know that whatever you put your mind to, whatever desire that you have in your heart, yes, it's going to take a lot of work. Yes, it's going to take a lot of discipline. And you may have you know, challenges. But if you put your heart and your mind to it, I believe that you can um, do it. So I'm just going to read more like the um, intro of it. It says, on this journey of life, you will cross paths with many people who will tell you that what you are doing cannot be achieved. And I I heard that. People said that to me. Mm -hmm. All your goals are unrealistic, even unattainable. Many of them will even present you with facts, but do not let them make that choice for you. We are all created for a purpose, and we all have the potential to make a difference in the world. Remember, God qualified and approved you, and that all, that's all what you need to stand on. You don't need to prove anybody wrong or right. You just need to believe in you and what you are doing. I used to try to please others. I wanted to be accepted. I craved the acceptance of the world, so I acted like I had it all together. Everything changed when I embraced who I am. I told myself I am pretty enough, I am smart enough, I am talented enough to do what I'm called to do. 
from my, pers- from my personal experience, I can list countless examples of times when people told me I couldn't make it. My college teacher told me I should drop out because I was failing my class by such a wide margin. My ex-husband told me that um, he rejected me, called me stupid. No, he said that my idea to become a fashion designer was a stupid idea and that I needed to get a real job. He told me I was worthless and I couldn't finish anything I started and that I was destined to fail. Many, more than a few people advised me that I should try something else or just give up. They wouldn't say things, they would say things like that. I'm sure God has something better for you. I was rejected for shows and I was told that I wasn't qualified. I received emails, letters from mortgage companies that said I was not a correspondence from jobs that said you're not qualified and so on. And I'm just gonna go real, very quick, but you know, Jeremiah 29 is an empowerment and encouragement for me that it says, daughter, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Knowing what you want is the first step towards building your dream. Take the necessary step to make it happen. If something doesn't work for the first time, if it, it doesn't mean that you have failed. Mistakes and failures is a part of the process. It is an opportunity to try to do something again. Do it differently next time. Make adjustment, but never quit. Remember, the vision is for an appointed time. Though it lingers, you must wait for it. Wow. What's the title of that book? It's uh, Journey to Wholeness and Purpose. Well, I guess it might be backwards. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's reading properly in the camera. Jun- sure just hold it up. Yeah, uh-huh. Journey to Wholeness and Purpose. And where is it available? Um, it's on Amazon.com. If they just type in my name, Arkleen Books on Amazon, they will find my books here. It's, it's also in um, a couple of bookstores in Barbados. Okay. Um, my prayer book is also at the CLC Bookstore in Dominica. In Dominica. A few years ago, um, I, I donated some books there. Um, but this one is also in, I think it's, a, I forget the name of the store in Barbados, but um, we, they are available in Barbados as well. Right. And of course, you have a Facebook page. Tell them about your Facebook page and how they can reach you. Okay, my Facebook page is Arklene. The name that you see on the screen is A-R-T-H-L-E-N-E, Ligier, L-E-G-A-I-R, and it's um, fashion designer. Um, I also have a Ligier brand page because my Facebook page, I'm almost maxed out, so I think I may be able to get like 30 more friends. Uh, But I have a Ligier brand fashion page. Um, Restore to Empower also have a page as well, so... You know, the reason why I'm saying, because I know a lot of the listeners, after they hear what you just read, there'll be more than a few people who will want to get in touch with you, because what you just read was so inspirational, and, and also so very clear, and, and broken down in simple terms where anybody can, can identify with it. And not, I, know, I know you could say, um, use the word restore, which indicates that uh, you you pay particular attention to people who are going through a little bit of troubled times right at at the moment, but I think anybody at any stage anywhere they are in life can benefit from from what you just read in terms of yeah. making yeah. sure that you know what you want and 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 that not that do not quit um, attitude never quit that persistence and consistent um, effort so 
uh, I have a I have a text from one of the um, listeners. She says she's a fellow daughter of the soil from Kulibistri, Myrna. Oh. Myrna Lee. She says to say hi. Oh yes, Myrna. I know Myrna. Myrna was. Um, I think she lives close to us. I said hello. Yeah, she's listening. She's listening. So she's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. On their lean loader, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people that because what I did, I did a, um, a watch party. So there's like we got hundreds of people on there. On there, there's that's right. Yeah. On the watch party, but I see uh, my cousin from Pulivi Studio. Um, there's Rosalind George. I think she's from Roseau. Um So yeah, we do have like a lot of people on there. Yeah, a few people. Because you're a celebrity, of course. <laughs> So, but, but for me, um, mm-hmm. that's why I love to empower and encourage people because, and I love to tell my story. A lot of times people say, like, I'm so transparent on Facebook, I share my business. I, I really don't care about sharing stuff because so many people are suffering in silence. So many people you see, you think that because they, put, they post amazing things that everything is wonderful with them, and it's, it's not. They don't know how to share it. They're afraid that people, they point fingers at them or you know, and some people are suffering and hurting in silence, but they're afraid to speak up um, out of fear of how people will look at them. And that is one of the things I want. I wish I could stop it to let everybody, if people want to be transparent, if they want to be able to share their burden or share something that hurts them, that they should feel free to do that and not feel like they're going to be judged. And you know, that is so important. And, and when I, I we spoke about that month of May, dedicating it to writers that's exactly what we spoke about that writers are not only entertaining or informing for the moment but but writing in the form is also a a, a way of recording making a record of, of 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 what it is and and therefore somebody coming behind can benefit from your experience and so we want to encourage people to share we want to encourage people who write, people who have the talent to write at a published level to do that, because what it does is it extends your reach. It, it expands your circle, you know? And, and it really, you, you have no idea that something that you write on a book right now can touch somebody in China or, or Japan yeah. or in yeah. Dominica. Yeah. And, and, and so we really wanted to celebrate um, our Dominican writers, but the audience, listeners, I also want to say that we don't support our writers enough, and and that's the second purpose of of this month of celebration of our writers. I, I want at the end of the month that everybody who listened to any one of the programs can go on and buy at least one book, buy at least one book from one of our writers. I think we've had excellent guests so far. We've had um, four guests so far, but this is our third week, so we had two, two and one, five, and you are six. Um, You know, everybody does excellent work. Uh, I'm always advocating for some of our books to be used in schools in Dominica. Um, We have fiction books that can be used for English literature. We have books like yours that can be used um, to help empower our young people. Our young girls might benefit from, from, from learning from your experience. And so that's what we want to do. We want to build a momentum where, where Dominicans become aware 
of the writings of Dominicans, where Caribbean people become aware of the writings of other Caribbean people, and we can support and build yes. ourselves. So, so that is that is reason behind it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. But it's not just for them to be aware to because and that's why um, I loved I wanted to come on here too, but it's to encourage them that they do can they too can do it. You know, um, when I went through through writing the last book on my own, I came up with I wrote my own program where I can teach people to write a book and it's not going to cost them a whole lot. So I want to all anyone that's listening tonight to know that it's possible for you to write your own book. I like to have people you know, get a journal and just start writing. Just wherever you go, whatever comes to your mind, just write it down. You may not even need to have a plot or have a storyline, but tell yourself, I have a book, I have a story, I have something that I need to say, and it, it's possible for, for everyone to do it. Yeah, that's, 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 good. that's great advice, because I, we always say that all of us have a story, at least one story inside of us. Yes. And, and it's very selfish to, to stay in this world and to live with that story inside of you without giving birth to it and sharing it with the rest of the world. So that, that's, that's very encouraging. So listeners, you hear, if you, if you always wanted to write that book, Aflin is saying that she has a, a system that she can help to show you, to teach you how you can, you can get to that point. She can be your mentor, your guide, and to help you to where you too can become a published writer. So, so after I want you to, to talk about, I want you to talk about your fashion a little bit. We are, we are a little bit pressed for time because you've done so much. Um, I'm going to bring you back for, you deserve an entire hour. Um, because the plan is after the month of May to have, to feature one writer every month. So, okay. so, so definitely um, we'll invite you back. But talk about your, your fashion um, a little bit because that, that, yeah. Everything I do, there's a story to it, and that's why everybody, I think, when I say everybody has a story, sometimes things can happen in your life that you don't know where God's going to take it. I designed a dress for my daughter in 2008 because I, as a mother, she had to go to a father-daughter dance, and I did not want her, the dresses that I saw at the store, it did not look appropriate for a 14-year-old, so I wanted to make sure she was modestly dressed. So I couldn't find a dress. She's like, Mom, can you make me something? And I had not sewn for 10 years. I, when I was in Kulibustri, my mom was the village seamstress, and um, her name is Catherine Lodat. Um, I used to watch her sew, so I knew it in my head. So when my daughter said, I said, okay, I'll make you a dress. I made her a dress, not knowing that that would launch my career in the fashion industry. Wow, wow. She went to, to the, the event, and my pastor saw it, and she was the best dress there. They asked her, where did you get the dress? She's like, my mom made it. Everybody was just pretty shocked because at that time I was in nursing school. Um, I was helping with leading worship and doing everything. No one knew that I had that in me. And I thank God for him that took the time. And he said, you know what, I want to speak with you at least once a month because this is a gift that you had. And that's what we need to do to be able to encourage people. When, you know, you have the opportunity, whether you can sow into somebody's business, even if you can give someone a place to live or a, a spot in your store or buy the books or, or sponsor the radio show, um, anything that you can do for someone, you don't know how far it's going to take them. He met with me once a month, and I think within three months, I had um, quit nurse, nursing school and started uh, designing. The first show we had at the church, it was sold out. And from then, it was just like, 
and God just opened doors everywhere. I went to Paris and did a fashion show. I've, I've been to, to England, to New York, to California, just so many stuff that I've done based on that one dress that I did for my daughter. Um, so now I have my own sewing school that I've launched a couple weeks ago. So tomorrow night, every Thursday, I teach fashion and sewing. And that's one of the things I want to bring to Dominica. And now that we're talking about, I actually had um, called and emailed and people from Dominica and spoke to them about me teaching the young people down there and offering my services and being able to help. It, it, it never happened, so hopefully. But um, I will give you a little secret that I, um, this is a company that um, I just spoke with um, a couple, well, yes, a couple of days ago. So in January, we're going to be putting on a huge event in Dominica. A fashion event. So TDN yes. Radio definitely would want to be part of that, uh, for sure. Yeah, so we'll gonna, stay in touch. It's going to be really awesome. So because I want to be able to give some of the designers in, in Dominica the, some exposure, not just the designers, but, you know, even some of the hotels or the restaurants, we want to include different people um, and the young people, because I know maybe there's a lot of, of things, there's maybe not a whole lot that they can do, but... I truly believe if we could even maybe open a fashion school in Dominica, you know, we have the space, we have the stuff that we can open a factory or something there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm available to do it. So hopefully there will, some people that I send that proposal to might be listening and they will say, you know what, let's get it done. Let's get it done. And, and TDN Radio stands ready to, to help you to, to spread the word. And we'll be delighted to have you back. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, if you joined us a little after we started, my guest tonight, uh, for the first half uh, of the third week of our celebration of Dominican writers, is Miss Afflin Leger Lawrence. Very accomplished fashion designer, very accomplished um, writer, a humanitarian, as she describes herself, and, and it's obvious in her work. And um, it was a real pleasure to have you on. As we go out, can you remind listeners of the titles of your book and, and, and tell them where they can find it as well? Okay, so um, in case no one remember the titles and stuff, um, if you type in my name and in Amazon, you can find my books there. So the first one, Where My Hope Comes From, is a prayer book. It's on Amazon. And the other one was Rising Through Challenges and Struggles. I am qualified and approved by God. And in the third one is Journey to Wholeness and Purpose. But, but I am working on the fourth book as well, which is going to be really a huge empowerment for women. Um, so that's um, going to be coming out real soon. But any of the books, you can find it on Amazon.com. If you just type in my name, Aflin Ligier, you can find out anything on me on Google as well. And that's Aflin and Ligier is spelled L-E-G-A-I-R. So, Afrin, I want to, once again, I want to say thank you. And our time was short, but we will do this again. And all the best. And, go, and congratulations yes. on your son graduating from, from the Air Force Academy. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm a new grandma, too. I have a new little grandbaby, which I'm really excited about. Awesome. Awesome. I just want to give a shout out to, to them as well, because I know they might be listening. My daughter, she lives in Atlanta. She's also an artist as well. She's a graphic designer. Well, um, all the best to her and to you too, and and, and enjoy your Thank enjoy you. your grand your grandbaby as you know. And okay. All the best, all the best to you too, and keep keep doing what what you're doing. And you know, I just pray that God will just even cause your platform to be a lot bigger and 
that, you know, people will so into what you do because that's a ministry, you know. So uh, I really appreciate it. And I don't take it lightly that, you know, you take that time to just empower people to get spread the word. So I pray, you know, that God is going to give you a double portion for what you're doing. Thank you. Okay. And we'll see you. Bye-bye. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, listeners. Um, wow. My first guest um, for tonight on, on this week in interview was Miss Aflin Laguerre Lawrence, a very accomplished young lady from Coolibee Street. If you know Dominica, Coolibee Street is one of the more scenic places when you're driving up that, um, to go up to Coolibee Street and you look back. The Caribbean Sea is just spread right wide there. Um, for everybody to enjoy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, my second guest for tonight will join me. Um, Mr. Gifters John is no stranger to this week in interview, and he's going to be my guest for the second half of this program tonight. Vital Bio Restaurant, brand new on the French side of St. Martin and Marigold. Vital Bio specializes in all kinds of dishes. Oh yes, West Indian dishes, chicken and rice and all that's nice, and many other types of seafoods. Oh yes, a one-stock bar awaits you, especially if you need a martini. Vital Bio specializes in all your favorite drinks, in top quality for you. Oh yes, Vital Bio, brand new. Yes, I told you so, Lot 107, Resident Lama. 54 Rue de la Liberté. Vital Bio, the number one restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Don't you forget to go to Vital Bio, the number one brand new restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Nubian kings and queens. Are you or is someone you know suffering from constant bad hair days because of hair loss or alopecia? Think there's no hope for regrowing your crown and glory? Try Protress, organic hair products made from the finest and most holistic ingredients such as rosemary, nettle, and passionflower. Protress hair products encourages hair growth, prevents hair breakage, and strengthens weak, fragile, or breaking Afro hair. Regenerate and regrow long, thick curls, kinks, and coils with Protress. Visit protresshaircare.co.uk. That's protresshaircare.co.uk to order your monthly supply today. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. All right, listeners, we're back. And um, what, a, what a first half, phenomenal first half. And if there's anybody who, could, who can follow that first half is Mr. Gifters John. I grew up in Dominica um, listening to Gifters on the radio. He used to be on, on DBS radio. So, you know, he's a real icon on the art scene in Dominica. 
Um, you have Giftus John and all these other guys, you know, doing theater and, 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 his, and his paintings and everything and, and on the radio. So Giftus, um, one more time, I want to tell you to, um, I want to tell you welcome to back to this week in interview. I, I, we pick up new listeners all the time. So it's likely that there are some folks, especially folks who may not be originally from Dominica, who will be hearing you for the first time. So, so welcome to this week in interview. Hey, thanks, man. And, um, shows how old I am, right? <laughs> but, you, but you look young, that's the whole point. Listen to me so far away. In fact, today I was um, saying to myself that uh, I started doing this thing when I was in first formal SMA. Mm-hmm. That was in 1969. So I've been writing from then, and um, it's, it's been a long spell, but I would do it all over again. It, it, um, it has been part of me. It's, it has become what I am, really, or I have become what it is. And um, over the years, I've evolved. And as you said, it was very, very, very interesting talk listening to Afflin. Um, I feel honored to be following her and, and listening to her story because you know what it shows that we have people besides all the adversities that they face and all the ups and downs they can pull themselves together and make things work and that is what we need and, 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 at, a fe- and at a phenomenal level I'm sure yeah. we have people in Dominica who have to realize that you know, we can do the same thing she is a, a, a real example of what we need, people who can lift themselves up and make the move, because the opportunities are there, and we just have to hold on to it. And so very good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. And as I said, you following on is a perfect is a perfect um, you know follow follow up on on the interview that I had before. I don't know what it is about the west coast of Dominica. <laughs> uh, the west coast has. Good people, man. It seems so. They say the wise men come from the east, but I, I guess it, uh, in, in the west they, they they know how to record it. Eh? <laughs> no, we, we have the wise ones over there, but we, we use what the wise ones give us. So, <laughs> yeah, from from the west coast, um, from you from Saint Joe, she's from she's from Kulibistri, you know, yeah. But but let's talk about your work. Um, you most people know you because of your writing. But um, you also do a lot of artwork, painting and photography. And that's what I said, let's, let's talk about your, you as the artist. Gift us, John, the artist. What okay, inspires well, you? Basically, I, I think I, I started this whole process when I um, started going to SNA. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have this newspaper called the Smerian News. The what news? Smerian. Uh, Smerian, okay. Smerian, yeah, so it was a newspaper. Came up every month, and then um, we, they were, they would ask for contributions. And one day I decided to to write the poem and throw in there. And um, it just started up from there. I started writing short stories, got my stuff into the Star newspaper, blessed me so all free, and um, got into competitions in Dominica. And it just evolved. My I had two people in my life. Well, I should say three who, in their, their artistic talents, have kind of given me that drive. 
I have an uncle who used to paint back in St. Joseph, and I watched him, I helped him, and I think I got a little bit of him. One of my uncles who's deceased now used to be the only photographer between Maho and St. Joseph, and I picked up a camera. And the writing, I think, um, just came from everywhere. So everything is beginning to find its own niche now. I'm beginning to feel comfortable with what I do. And I'm here in a, in a country where you have the ability to do whatever you want to. Um, you can write the books, you can print, you can paint, you can paint. And um, there's no shortage of getting stuff to, to, to hone your talent. So I'm basically self-taught. Everything that I do, my paintings, photography and all, self-taught. But along the way, I have followed other people, taking leaves here and there. And um, I think one of the things that maybe changed my whole writing career was meeting Alwyn Bully. And I want to say a special shout out to him tonight. Mm -hmm. Because when I went to sixth form, Alwyn was my English teacher, my English lead teacher. Okay. And the two years I spent with Alwyn basically took me a little above from where I was. And um, I am indebted to him in that, in, that, in that regard. So it's, I, I continue doing this here and um, I think I have delved in so many different areas that um, people ask me how am I able to do it. But again, this is a gift I have from the Most High. So I'm thankful for it and I use it. You know, something that's coming out tonight, both in the conversation that we had with Aflin and if you right now, um, where you said they were, there was a school newspaper and they asked for contributions and you wrote a poem and submitted it. Aflin said her daughter had to go to a, a dance and she couldn't find a dress that, that met her criteria. She made the dress and that launched her on her way. You submitting a poem to a newspaper launched you on your way. The, the, the message, the theme that I'm getting is that we should participate. Yeah. We should participate. We should not stand on the sidelines and just be spectators. We should participate. We, we, we should change our stance from just being observers and be willing to get in there and participate because we, you never know which aspect of your participation is the seed that's going to grow into something huge. And, and, and so that, 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 is, that is a message that I'm picking up from both, from both interviews tonight. And, and also the, the importance of being mentors and being influencers in other people's lives. Because again, uh, you, you just mentioned Alwyn Bully and, and, and the role that he played. We had a similar you know, scenario as well. So, so, not, so participate, but also for the people who have had some kind of accomplishment, be willing to, to reach back and see who you can wait for to walk, to walk along. So, you know, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well. because I remember when I uh, started teaching at St. Joseph, that's where I did my first teaching spell, between leaving SMA and going to sixth form, I did a spell in St. Joseph. And I remember there were the teachers had asked for planning to have a play for the students. Mm -hmm. And one of the teachers approached me and said, can you write a play for us? And I did that play. And um, 
I have been involved in other plays in St. Joseph. We had this new group called the Kerpeshif Group. And we used to do a lot of skits and just impromptu plays. But then it also gave me the opportunity to write one of my plays, The Great, Great Story. And we, I picked up a number of, well, I shouldn't say pick up, I gathered a number of young people from St. Joseph. Who you, you give us one, one second. Uh, I'm getting some text that's saying that um, the audio on Facebook Live is not coming. So, so this, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty with Gifters Mike. So what I would encourage you to do, if you are watching the Facebook Live, then just also um, do tdnradio.net and get the audio from there because the audio is live on the radio. Um, but the, the Facebook Live mic is having a little bit of an issue. So you can watch it live on, on the Facebook feed, but get the audio from, from tdnradio.net. Um, and so, so you'll be able to follow. And we apologize for, for that little technicality. Give us, I'm yeah, sorry. You, technical yeah. difficulties, yeah. yeah. You said that you, you, you were, um, you yeah, organized something. I gathered yeah. a group of young people from mm -hmm. St. Joseph. Uh-huh. Who had no acting um, um, exposure, nothing. I got some musicians together, and for two years, we had maybe what we could have called one of the best plays ever performed by young people in St. Joseph. And up to this very day, from way back 1980s, whenever these young people who are grown adults now see the play on video, they feel so proud. Because the thing is, if, as you said, if you do not transplant or share what you have, other people do not get the ability to, to perform. So besides doing work for myself, I am very happy that I have been able to, to help others. And just like um, Afton was saying, I give my services to a number of Dominican writers here. I try to expose them on my Facebook page. I try to let people know about them. Because the thing is, it's not only about gifts. It's about Dominica on a whole and exposing our arts, our culture, our dance, our music. Whatever I can do to help, I'll do it. And, and that is the spirit. You know, that, that giving and that sharing. And the more you give, the more you share, the more things are bound. And, and so gifters. This, is, this month is dedicated to writers. And, and you're, you're a whole all-rounded artist. You know, you talk about your performing art experience, your photography, you know, your painting. But tonight I want to celebrate you as a writer. Um, how many books have you published? Um, I have five real, I do say books, and I have two booklets. Right. My booklets were the first ones I did in Dominica. Mm-hmm. The dawn and was in a quiet moment. Right. And uh, when I got to the U.S., I went into full-size books. So I've written five books up here. Five full-length books. Oh, uh, and yeah. it's books of fiction, but based on Dominican um, yes, settings. Messe Quick Quack is a collection of short stories. Mm -hmm. And it's basically based on my experiences growing up as a young boy in St. Joseph. And um, seeing the life that people lead, the verses from the top of the mountain, 
collection of poetry, and like that features St. Joseph on the cover. Mo William and the Circle of Friends, which everybody says is maybe the best piece I've ever done, which... I, re- I love that book, life. yeah. <laughs> which basically is uh, the life of uh, a village centered around a shopkeeper. And we all, I also just um, have a published of like what, six months ago or so? Yeah. Two weeks, one summer, my ladies, which is the story of a, a young boy visiting family in a different village and, and trying to bring back what I knew of the days when we were young, when we traveled from one part of Dominica to the other to spend vacation or to spend a weekend or to visit for feasts with um, our family. And it's, it is from my own experience, but using things that I knew and situations I, I was exposed to between where I grew up and where I, I went up to visit. And the thing about it is that you capture it so well that people from Dominica, from, not from St. Joe or not from, from the West Coast, identify with the things that you, that you write about. I have had people from the other islands, St. Vincent, Grenada, after I interviewed you and, and they heard the stories, but he could easily be talking about village life in Grenada or village life in St. Vincent. And so that is a special talent that you have. Were you able to, when most of us are, are busy participating, you have that ability to, to not, not only participate, but also record and, and retell it in such a, in such a, clear, a clear manner. And so the contribution that you're making is that, is that posterity, you know, um, where 50 years from now, 100 years from now, 2 years from now, 200 years from now, somebody can pick up one of your books and see what life was like growing up in Dominica at that time when there was no electricity. Maybe there was one standpipe that you have to go to collect yeah. water from there. Where women used to go, women used to go to the river to wash. Um, Dominicans used to take a little boat and go to Marigallant or, or, or thing for for building materials to come back and build their houses in Dominica. Or hop on the freeton truck and go to go to school. Yeah, the, the the truck carries bananas during the day, and and then is the bus. You know, you put seats in a car on it, and it becomes the bus that takes Tomorrow people to to, to 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 yeah. So. So and we had fun, we had had fun. yeah. So yeah, so as fun. as life progresses, you know, your special talent becomes valuable because you capture that, and people can 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 see what it was. You know, um, some you know, my my children don't imagine going to university without use of the internet. <laughs> I tell them when I went to school, I went to when I went to yeah. university. The internet wasn't there for everyday use. It probably was available to the military and for professionals, but in school, you know, you had to go into the library to do what you had to do. So, so you capturing those moments is important. And, and so this is my time where I have to put the plug in and tell people that is why you have to buy the work. Because one, you're going, you're going to have that work in your library, in your collection, that you can pass on to 
your future generations, your current children that may not have not experienced that thing for sure, that type of life. Um, but, but you have to also um, make it viable for the artist to continue to produce his art. You know? That's true. And, and so the month of May is the month where I want all the listeners to, to buy a book, buy a book by a Dominican writer. When, put it on your coffee table. When somebody comes to your house, it's a good conversation starter. When you, when you read in bedtime stories to your young kids, read a Dominican story. You know? encourage, encourage your children to read it. Something I say all the time. I, my first book that I read, my first book I owned and read, was The Adventures of Hercules. Okay. <laughs> you know? It, wouldn't it be great if it was something about Ma William that's happening in Ma William's shop? You know? Yeah. Um, the, we need to start to, to, turn that, to turn that around and start to look at ourselves and our culture and be appreciative of it. And, and so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and as you were saying that, when I listened to Celia the last time, mm-hmm. and she was saying about trying to preserve the works of Dominican authors, and I think as has happened, over the years, we've had people who've published books, and there are basically no copies, no records of those those works. Exactly. And we have no idea what we've lost. And um, God bless us all. My mom used to always say to me, where did you, or how were you able to, to remember all those things that happened? Because some of the things that happened, and I, although I did not say exactly what they were, but she basically picked up what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And she was amazed that after all those years, I still remember them. So I think I'm gifted with that, where the ability to retain and to, to get back to what I knew as a young boy growing up, I can chronicle those things. And as you say, even some, la- some la- a lady who bought a copy of my book, all the way from Peru, and she told me, you know what, this is just like life where I came from. Yeah. The village where I came from is just like life. So it's not just a matter of Mo William in Dominica, Mo William in St. Joseph. Um, it's about Mo William maybe for different names somewhere else. Mo William in a shop, Mo William in a shop, yeah, in a corner in Brooklyn, a bodega, you know? Yeah. Because in the old days, yeah, in the old days, we the shop used to be the center of the village. At nights, there were lights there, the men gathered, the ladies came to buy the things. So, but now we have lights everywhere, people hang out different areas. We have internet, everybody's home. But this is what life used to be in the old days, and just remembering them and trying to keep them alive so at least so young people know what, as they say, people without the history basically are lost. And, and the thing that's, of, as they that's, that is true. And the thing about it is that, yeah, we can buy the electronic copy of the book for, for consumption right now. Yeah. But I still encourage people to get the hard copy. You know why? Because if you think of music, if you have an eight-track, an eight-track tape right now, yeah, what are you going to play it on? Yeah, if you have a, if you have a, a cassette, yeah. uh, what are you going to play on the cassette? Most people, so, there's still a few of them around. But if you can, if you can project twenty years from now, you know the record player is making a comeback. Thank God for that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that the ability to extract the information from the medium. Yeah. gets obsolete. 
so and so you can take a book anywhere you want to you are book anywhere. anybody can pick up a book a hundred years I, I i ordered a book online and it came with somebody autographed it from 1901 or something like that you know whatever medium they had at the time was this paper but if you can imagine you you buy the ebook on kindle and then you have your Kindle or whatever it is, you have it saved on a flash drive. Flash drive goes. Yeah. A few years ago, all computers used to have a, a disk drive. You could shove a disk into it and a diskette into it, but no, no. Even, even CDs, computers are no longer coming with CD drives that you can play a CD on your computer. So, but if you have the book on your shelf, your great-grandchild can probably get to read that book. Um, and you, you don't need any of those you, nothing, um, technological stuff to read the book. To read the book, I, exactly. I sit back, lay, lay uh, under a tree or anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. So, 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 that's it. so I want to encourage people to buy that book. You know? Yeah. That's what the other thing is. I, I'm not sure if people are aware that the, not only me, but all the authors and the artists make big sacrifices to get this stuff out there. And when an artist goes out and gets a CD card, um, gets a book printed, creates a painting, he expects at least the appreciation by you buying or helping or supporting him. And um, if we do not get that support, it means that people get disenchanted, they get, you know, oh, nobody's buying my work, nobody's doing it's not an easy thing to do. It's very difficult. I've been doing this, doing this for a long time. So, but still, you you want somebody to understand. Okay, I've done this work. I've created something that I would like you to to understand, to share. I don't. I didn't print it so that I have a copy for myself. Right. I'm the one who created it. So at least you know, yeah, because the price that you pay for the book can never compare to the effort, the time, and everything else that the artist has put into it. So not only for myself, but for all the other artists throughout Dominica, or those who are here, who are trying to, to get their artwork out there, I, I think we, we, we need to tell the world what we do, share what we do with the world, so that people understand that Dominica, in its own way, can produce people. Well, the abilities do good work. So, gift us. I, I, do you have a sample of work that to read for us from one of your stories? Uh, I could read a little something here. Yeah, let's give them a uh, taste. Of, let's give them a taste of your writing. Mm -hmm. earlier, I think Afton mentioned that too. Is the idea of trying to get our work into schools? Yeah, I mentioned and that earlier. Mm -hmm. I think this has been one of our shortcomings where the people at school are not aware of some basic. Dominican Harvard. I was blessed when I taught at SMA that uh, Robert Germain was the principal at SMA, bought a whole set of my copies of my book and gave me the opportunity to teach that, to talk about the book to the, the first formers that I taught. Wow. I was a privilege to be sharing my, my own work with them and discussing with them exactly what I was doing. So, even, even if we, you don't buy 50 copies for your school, and let's get one copy so the kids can understand. Right. They know who you are. They know who Affleck is. They know who Irvin Andre is. They know who Christian is. At least all the other authors. 
and we have a number of them up here too. So, um, sorry for saying, uh, but I could uh, read a, a few lines from, and I don't know if anybody's saying this, but this is the last cut book. Yeah, it's hold it, hold it still, hold it still. The camera is focused on it. Yeah, and you see the Preton truck, mm -hmm. a little boy looking out there, very inquisitive as to what's going on. And the artwork was done by one of our own celebrated artists, Baba Deja. All right, so I've shot a few lines here. The little room is cramped. There's hardly any space to move about freely. Make yourself comfortable, my children, Mamily says, as she pulls out two chairs from under a table. She is beside herself with happiness and she is very excited. She admires her grandchildren who have come all the way from the Mountain Springs Estate to spend some time with her. How was the trip? She asked, looking inquiringly at Peter as she takes a seat on the floor. Bad and scary, Peter answers. My boom boom hurting me, Peter explains further. Everyone except Peter laughs. <laughs> it's still hurting you? His granny asks him mockingly, a large smile on her face. Yes, a little bit, Peter answers. Not plenty like before, no, he adds. It will stop just now, my child, his grandmother responds affectionately. Peter's sisters say nothing, but just sit and stare at the granny. This is your granny home. It's small. It's dear your daddy Bonner and all my children too. So don't feel no way, she says, as she tries to make the children feel comfortable with their new surroundings. She exhorts them to speak to her, tell her what they saw along the way, and about Mel Lucy and Papa Raymond. How is my Lucy? She well? She asked. Peter and his sister say nothing, but only shake their heads. Granny cooking food for everybody, and mm -hmm. just now it's ready, she continues, as she looks admiringly at them. I get fresh fish today, and I make some dumpling for all of you. Dumpling with red beans. Who hungry? She asked. You see? She continues, before any one of them can answer. Your daddy tell me he was going to bring all you to see me today. So I make sure I get food ready for all you because I know all you will be hungry, she smiles, as she surveys the face of each of her grandchildren. That is, that is something everybody can identify with. But I'm a country boy, so I didn't have to go. To <laughs> I'm a country boy, so I didn't have to go to. The, I didn't have to travel to the country to see my grandmother. But certainly, yeah, certainly, um, you know, we used to go and and spend time. By um, by the time I was born, I only had one grandparent that was still alive. My grand, my maternal grandmother, and we would go there. And similarly, every time you get there, she wants to feed you, you know. Um, wants to inquire. So, so again, your writing definitely, you know, captures that 
that vivid picture that so many of us identify with uh, and that form part of part of our, our you know our, our, our bringing so 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 gift us this is your your fifth book it's entitled two weeks one summer all right tell listeners how they can get your book because i want them to go out and buy it yeah all my work is available on amazon.com um, you can also get this one here um, it's also available from me mm-hmm. if you live within the u.s and the u.s territories um, it's very expensive to mail out of the U.S. to, to Canada and England. So I, I usually don't do it. Like it costs almost twice the cost of the book. And if you're in Dominica, uh, you know the John sisters and my brothers, you can reach out to them. Um, it's available on, as Kindle and also as hardcover. Mm-hmm. And it's going for a very low, cheap price, as they would say. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage you to get both. Listeners, I encourage you to get both. Get the Kindle, because that's what our life is right now. We can get it on the go. But also get the hard copy so you can have it on your bookshelf for, um, for reading. And as you said that, when I um, Athlin, I can mention the Athlin here, things are getting so much easier now for us to publish. Mm-hmm. And I want to exhort all of our writers back home to make use of the technology that is available now and try to get your work printed. Because in the old days, you had to go to a, a publisher, you had to get an agent, you had to get this, you had to get that. And unless your book was way up there, it saw no light of day. Now, you feel your work is good enough, you think you want to just share what you have, you have areas where you can go to. Amazon is very easy. Once you can get your work together, I prepared this whole book all by myself. Did all the work by myself. The only thing I didn't do is the artwork. And then I got the reviews from, the previews from people that I knew, experienced that kind of life. That was, I'm referring to the book. Mm-hmm. People who lived in the country, people who visited. So you can do that. And uh, as I also mentioned to Celia in a different um, discussion that this is an, a venue that our poets, our poets and our short story writers in Dominica can begin to look into. It's, it's kind of crazy that we do not have a published Dominican anthology of, of, our, of our Dominican writers. We have so many good writers back home that we do not have something that we can leave behind or we can share with all people in Dominica. And uh, maybe this is a challenge that we need. We can face it and do well. Yeah, you know, certainly. And um, you, you, you also sp- you spoke about getting, you expanded on getting the books taught in schools. When I was in high school, um, one of my literature books was from a Trinidadian, um, King of the Masquerade. It was just a short story about a, a young guy that went into a carnival band. He was from a family that looked down on carnival. So it was, again, it was about that experience of, of Trinidadian life. We did poems from Caribbean writers 
um, talk of the tamarine and, and those kind of things. We also did the European writers, Thomas Hardy and, and Shakespeare and so on. And Jane Austen. And yeah. So I think now we have evolved to where we can start to use our own work. There's enough um, literary prowess and skill in writing that anything an English literature teacher would like to use to demonstrate to their class, they can find it in the writing. And so there's no excuse not to use, not to use the books in, in the writing. And imagine how much easier it would be, like you said, if, if they're using your book to teach a class, you visit, you visit in Dominica, you go visit the school, Kids are excited. They're inspired. Oh, this is the book we were doing for the for the for this term. We had the test. The test was so hard. Or they ask us to write a book report, and this is my interpretation of the book. Is that what you intended when you wrote that poem? You know that kind of thing. Though that kind of experience, I think, would would go such a long way in enhancing school for for our young kids. So we really have to push the system. If the system is not moving. In, mm -hmm. I was home in January, and uh, one of my sisters told me that one of my former students, way back when, actually a long time ago, was asking for a copy of The Dawn, because there was one of the poems in The Dawn that he knew by heart. Wow. He could say from line to hand, but he wanted to get a copy of it. And whether I had any more copies of it, I told him, no, just tell him, and if he gets a copy of the song of the Island Man, that the Island Man sings his song, mm -hmm. which is a compilation of the dawn, was the quiet moments, and another set of poems, he could get a copy of that. So there are some people who still remember the work that I did from 1976. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Way back when. And this is, this is the good thing about it. When you meet somebody who says, give this, you know, I read your book here, or I read the book here. And I think, I'm sure it's the same way that somebody like Aflin, somebody like um, Samuel Christian, got some dog. Gabriel Christian, huh? Gabriel Christian. Mm -hmm. And we have a new a set of young writers there, back there. We have Phil Roy. Yes. These are people who are honing their skills. Mm -hmm. When somebody is able to tell them, well, I heard your, your poem, I read it. Just this week, I was going through some archives from the Star newspaper. And right in this little corner here, Giftos John from the Dominican Grammar School. I said, This guy is wrong. I'm an SMA boy. But that year, in 1975, I won first place poetry, first place short stories, national league competition. And, you know, this, this was the highlight of my starting career. So it doesn't matter where you started, as they always say, is where you went. Definitely. If we, can, if we can start where we are right now, even if we stall along the way, and we keep going. We have people in Dominica who can be mentors. We have people who are out of Dominica who can also be mentors. And our young writers are this. You know, we, when we hear of somebody like Eurytian, and we still can work it out, and you Alwyn Bully himself. The, the, the place is written. We have people who can stand on their own in the Caribbean. And I'm not sure if we, in our own island, are aware of the talents that we have. 
the caliber and of work, yeah. The caliber of talent, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and that is it. I always, always ask myself, why is it that we do not have the plays of Orin Bully somewhere, videotaped or whatever it is that we can watch over and over again? Because this man had some masterpieces, you know what I mean? Where are they now? We don't have them on record. And that's the shame about it. You know what I mean, night box, streak. You know, the, the, those plays used to pull crowds into the dangerous hall. Can't we at least have them that our young people can see what talent that all we had or has? You know, I mean, Lennox Honey Church. So we have it. We we have what it takes to stand on our own. And it's just we as artists. To realize that we can, we can do it. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, on that vein, you said you were recently in Dominica. What is yeah. your sense of of the state of of the art, literary art? If um, you, what what sense did you get? I know Hurricane Maria interrupted some things like the literary um, arts festival, yeah. um, but but just in general. Um, you know, what, what was well, your sense? Uh, and I didn't have a sense because the thing is, it was a very oh. short trip, but I, the only person I really met was Delroy. Mm -hmm. and we had a short talk. Um, I've, I've been following some of the work on on their website and every now and then talk with people. But um, just on, based on what you read and you hear from people like him and others, you know there is a movement. But sometimes it gets stalled I remember one day I was home and I went to a meeting of the White Blue Book Club. I know they have this event every year. And um, I've not been lucky enough to be in Dominica for one of the lead fests. I would love to be there, but things just don't mesh. Mm. But again, it's based on what you said earlier, I would feel so great. Now, I think maybe it would be a good opportunity, maybe something maybe I could do my next time. You know, visiting the schools while I'm home, but again, I usually go home during, during the during summer, right? Summer, <laughs> right? And, and let the kids know and let them see and talk to them because it, I just met someone recently who said, my aunt told me you used to write poems way back when. There are people who still remember those things. Mm -hmm. and, and at least you want people to hear, just, not just hearing, but they want to see the face. They want to the face with the work and say, oh, I know this person, oh, I have your book, oh, I have this, oh, I have that. So so to all those people out there, and I'm, I'm sure you listen to Dika, I have there are a number of people who who support my work very strongly. Right. That makes me feel good. You know, it's 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 not just a matter of spending the money to get the book, but if I got somebody says, you know what, give us, I want a copy of that book. I remember I was coming home, there were people who said, make sure before you get back, you get to Dominica. But my copy of my book is signed. Now, that makes me feel good. And I know this is this is how all our artists of Dominica feel. That there are people who are giving you not just the moral support, the financial support, but just as a person. Right. Make you feel good. Certainly. And to give you that urge, too. I have been asked over and over and over and over and over and over again, and even by non-Dominicans who have a copy of Mo William, when is the sequel coming? 
<laughs> when is the sequel? Uh, is there a sequel? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I have to. As some people said to me, you have us hanging, man. You have us hanging. And uh, I had to get, I had to get two weeks out one summer. I had to get it out. I've had this book in the making for almost 12 years. Wow. And I had promised a cousin of mine who read it from his draft page that I would get it published. And I kept pushing it back from Mr. Quick. I pushed it back for Mo William. Pushed it back for Versus. And I said, this time it has to go. So it's done. And uh, for all those who have been pongering my head about it, um, God willing, sometime in the middle of next year, if not earlier, we'll have a sequel. But I wouldn't call it something sequel to my William. It would be a different name. So right. we'll see what it is. <laughs> it's to, to bring closure to them, to, to let them feel at, at least my William has retired or she's gone somewhere or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And to see the shop, to see, <laughs> you know, one of your stories that, that I read, I don't remember which book it was in that stuck with me, was these guys were going on a, on a trip to Guadeloupe, oh, yeah. and, and they end up in trouble at sea. And, and I mean, just the whole, the writing was so vivid, you, you know, you all, I almost feel like you, you were on board with the guys, and that story is in my head, it's stuck and in my head. Will you believe that... Um Again, that was from life stories in St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. we, we, lost, we lost a number of our young men who were fishing out, or, or those who were traveling to Guadeloupe. We lost them at sea. And we've had situations where we've been lucky that one or two even survived when the boats capsized. And I, I had never been on a boat out into the, into the ocean. But I could just picture what those guys were going through, leaving St. Joseph and traveling to Guadeloupe. Right. And, and the thing is, I spent some time working in Capuchin and Clifton as a youth officer. So I was able to see what all there looked like. Right. And, and make my own picture. I was able to go to the, to the beach and, um, and see what was happening and see the terrain. So when I wrote the story of those guys going out there and both capsizing and bad weather, and one of them swimming to shore, I could see the picture of the landscape, or the seascape, as you would say, because mm -hmm. I spent time there. And that's, that's the thing about it. All, all the work that I do, although fiction, I use things that I know. And St. Joseph has always been ground zero for me. Always St. Joseph. Well, my work is based there. Because St. Joseph is, is full of a lot of work for an artist. Either painting, writing, plays, whatever it is, there is. And I think it's the same thing for other parts of Dominica. We have it. It's right there in front of our eyes. And just a matter of being able to capture it, either as a photograph, a painting, a play, a skit, whatever you want, man. As, uh, uh, you know, and we have to, you know, commit to ourselves. Don't forget. Uh -huh. Don't forget Gramax. Don't forget Gramax came from St. Joseph. Gramax came from St. Joseph, right? <laughs> even if, even if Gramax came from two schools in, in Rosa, but it's St. Joe, right? <laughs> so, so you see, 
Center of, center of a lot of cultural activity going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, certainly, certainly. Um, St. Joseph, you know, on, on that, just enough, ru just rural enough, and and if you want to say urban, you know, that, that oh, perfect know mix. You said, you said yeah. Right behind me, one of my pieces that I painted. Right. One of my paintings, I call it the field. And most of my work here, although I'm away from Dominica, I still paint. Dominican sense. Right. Because I still have a vivid idea, impression of what it is. I I'm a Caribbean man, I'm a Dominican man, a stranger boy, and I still want to bring the colors out. And anybody who goes to my website will say um, photographs, paintings, like books. Yeah, that's right, because we know we want to remind them that not only are your books available but you also have paintings and you have phot yeah. photographs that you've enlarged and framed and so on. So as, as you start doing your spring cleaning and you, that wall looks a little bare or you want to see something different on your wall, you get a painting. Yeah, get a painting from, from Gifters. They, I have a friend, I have a friend um, from Grenada that bought um, one of your paintings of Emerald Pool. I think it's a photograph that you enlarged of Emerald Pool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, the work is there. It's it's me, as I say. Um, some people just ask me whether it's my name that's causing that or what. But just think, it's something that I have been blessed with, so I use it for for my own, you know, mean happiness, my own joy, and to give glory and thanks to God. And you share it with us. Bless me with it, and I share it. And we appreciate we appreciate you but sharing you say, it. You there's no way. There's no. There's no need to to keep the candle on under the table. You know, you got to put it on top. Right. And once you put it on top, it's going to light the room. It's going to light the room. That's it. Share it. You know, man. That's why I try to like, go all over, all over the, the tri-state area, share what I do, visit Dominican events, let them see what I have. So at least share it. Let people understand this is the air. Or at least they can look at the wall and say, oh, this is what Dominican is. <laughs> Listeners, if you join me a little late, I'm talking to you know, with esteemed artist, Mr. Giftus John, if you grew up anywhere close to Dominica, the, the name is no stranger to you. And Giftus John is my second guest tonight, the third week in which we're celebrating writers from Dominica, the literary work of writers, and, uh, and the encouragement to, to, to support them and to, and to get their work and to let them know that you appreciate all they do and the sacrifices that they do, despite decades of limited reward, they still find the, the motivation, the inside, the fire burning inside of them that they continue to create their art. Yeah. And, and now it's time to, to say, okay, yeah, we, we really recognize you, we appreciate you, and we, we, we want to participate in the expansion of, of the art and the artists from Dominica. Gift us, we join near to the end of, of our time together. It's always too short. Um, I'm going to give you the chance to just talk to the audience about anything that we haven't spoken about, about your work. Well, all, this is, first thing I'm going to say is um, thanks to you for giving me the opportunity again to you know, share what I do and share what I know with everybody out there, Facebook world or radio world. Uh, special thanks to all the people who've been supporting me along the way. 
I know no more of you are hearing me now. And um, also to all the other writers in Dominica, as they say, keep the faith. Uh, Delroy and all the others down there. Just remember that all you need is just, just that one other step to get to the top of the, the flight of steps. You know, you have to start at the bottom, you will find issues going up, but when you get there and you look back, it's like, oh yeah, I do it. I did it. It's like when you get they always say, Mohammed is not gonna come to, the, to to meet you, right? You got to go meet him. Alright? So the thing is, if you cannot get to the top, do not give up. It's one day, two days, you will eventually get there. And it's it's a struggle. It the, the, the tough times, frustrating times. But in the end, when you sit back and you realize that you do something that is unique to yourself, nobody else does it the same way you do. You're going to feel good about it. And uh, as I said, all my work, my books, I should say, are on Amazon or iUniverse.com. My paintings are available. I have about 30 to 40 pieces in my workshop. My photographs are all online at zenfolio.com. So I have my stuff wherever you want to. Just you know, all you have to do is just Google gift us job. And you will There's only one there's only one person them gift us in the world. Yeah, yeah there's only one. <laughs> Once you Google my name, whatever you want to find about my art, what I've been doing. And I said my um I'm pushing my other books, but this is this is the baby right now. This is this is the one that needs only tender care and love it. Um, two weeks, one summer. And I see Anthony sitting here on the, on the side of the chalk looking out on his way to... Going to grammar school. Uh, <laughs> going to Roseau. Yeah, going to Roseau uh, to go to school. That, that was me. Um, you know, on truck. Riding the truck, yeah. Some Jersey people call him, say it's either a guy which is called Lable or Pew or Chichin Layu. If you're from Castle yeah, Reese, if you're from Castle Reese, is Harrison Truck, you know, or, or Mr. Harrison William Truck, or. <laughs> if it was Fufu's truck from Maho, no, so that's a good thing about it. I just said somehow whatever I do, people seem to identify with it. Identify with it. And um, if you're listening to Nightingale, Bruni, hello. So I'm saying heaven shout out to everybody, and to Lucia Bless Jones and others on Dominica or Philly now. Hope you're listening, and again. Anthony, keep up doing a good job. Uh, tonight was very special. Again, I said I was an honor to follow Regea. Um, this last year, I listened to Dr. Sanford and uh, and Celia. So you 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 you're doing what we've need, we've needed for a long, long time. And if you see some of my posts on Facebook, is why I will be doing that more. Give people <laughs> the opportunity to. To hear what we do, other countries do it. They, they lift up theirs, but somehow or the other, we don't seem to realize that culture is part of us, and we are part of the culture. You know, without a culture, we're not we're not Dominicans, and without Dominicans, we we don't have a culture. So it's all intertwined. It's all part of us. And to, to wait until carnival to write calypsos and to sing calypsos. To write, to read on internationally, to read poems, and to write short stories. 
doesn't really cut it. It's anymore. not good enough. It Certainly has not good to enough. Be something that we do all year. And if our Calypsonian would do that all throughout the year, I think we would have better Calypsonian. But guys wait for one time or one part of the year and try to write a song for Russia. And we have to give the, the, the feeling that we can act. Art in all its forms is something that has to be Europe. So thanks again, man, and my pleasure to be on with you tonight. My pleasure is mine. I'm very, very honored to, to talk to you. You've done so much, and you still do a lot. Uh, the, the idea is to, is to keep this momentum and, and to see how we can harness it and, uh, and really, um, you know, make it into, into our own. And you said something very, very important, that we have to develop the culture because the culture is what makes us Dominicans, what makes us Caribbean people. And if, if we don't have it at a level where we are proud of it, it means that we're not proud of ourselves. And therefore, it's very easy for something from the outside to come and to supplant it, you know? And, and that's what we see where we see all this undesirable behavior going on um, that seems to be a copy of what's going on on TV or what's portrayed because, because yeah. what we were not proud of what we had. So anything from the outside is so easy to come and bump it out of the way. And so by, by developing our art and, and really appreciating it, we are actually contributing towards restoring Dominica to, to a, a higher level than it ever was and, and to keep it moving upwards. So thanks and again you know for the work because, that you do. Yeah, because, you know, you attend all the events you're doing independent, nationally celebrations and stuff. Right. And when you, we see the ladies come out with their warp three heads and stuff, and the guys dress up, it's like something out of the of the It world. is, it's it different. is. Mm -hmm. so, so ours is something unique. It is... And, and that and everything else about it, our courts, and all that, it's part of us and we got to. So hopefully, yeah. you guys are setting the stage, you setting the example. And we, we, need, we need to have a properly equipped theater in Dominica that people can go to. Our course of culture has, has run That's its course. It has run its course. So we, <laughs> there's a lot of work to do. But as you talk about the Wab Duet, as you talk about the Wab Duet, you know, when you see a woman dressed in a Wab Duet, all of a sudden, there's something so majestic about her that it's, it's difficult to imagine somebody disrespecting somebody who's dressed in a warm duet. Yeah, you're right. It, it automatically commands respect. And, and yes, it, it, it definitely does that. And that is what our culture yeah. is. And it's a shame that we only do it once a year. I always sit and imagine what Dominica was like when... You know, that's how people used to dress to go on, the, on every day. You know, every time you have to dress formally, you dress in that type of way. Yeah. We can modernize it if whatever that means. But I, 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 the essence of it, I think, um, is right there for us to grasp. We don't have to wait for somebody from the outside to come and recognize it for us yeah. and colonize us and exploit that, it. Um, we, we, they were beginning to expose even the kids at preschools during independence time to wear it. Right. So hopefully they can grow with that mentality and, and, and enjoy it and appreciate it and save it, man. Definitely. And in Dominica, we're lucky. There's some of the other Caribbean islands that used to speak Creole and they no longer speak Creole because okay. it was, it, they were so ashamed of the Creole. Maybe our remoteness saved us, you know. But yeah, um, so We can make it a comeback. Yeah, we have to, we have to do that. So Giftas, thank you again for what you do. Continue to do it. 
Our mic is always open and live at your disposal. And let's, let's keep the fire burning. Sorry for the technical issues with my speaker, but um, I hope we... It's no issue. Um, I have this, talent, this very, very talented engineer, Sam. Sam is going to mix, he's going to mix the audio into, into the video. So when we, when we repost it on Facebook, the audio will be there because it's recorded. It's recorded. Okay. So for, all, right, all right. So thank you so much, man. Until the next time. Till next time. And you spoke before you go, you mentioned Derry a couple of times. Derry actually was supposed to be on last week, but he had a family emergency. So I have him scheduled for June. And, um, okay. Either the third week I, in June. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. So we that's, that's what I said. I, I, my my ties are still back there, man. It's, I still have those little tendrils of definitely. But and, and that's a, that's your legacy, you know. So that's it. That's so good night and, and all the best, man. Thanks again. All right, to everyone listening. All right, thank you. All right, good night. All right, listeners. So there you have it. You know, um, wonderful night. You know, Aflin the first half, Giftus in the second half. Um, you know, I, I, I have such a privileged job of talking to these people who have accomplished so much, these icons of our culture. And um, I want to encourage you to, to go out and buy the books, buy their work, buy it, put it on your coffee table, you know, put it on your shelf, introduce it to your kids, um, carry it with you so on your vacation so it can make good summer reading, you know. And I want to say thank you so much for staying with me. We went a little long, but with two superstars like Giftus and Afflin, there's no doubt that we could not do that in, in 90 minutes. And so I want to say we will do this again next week when we have another installment of um, celebrating. We continue to celebrate the, the, the writers of Dominica. So stay tuned. And um, I want to thank my guest, thank my engineer, and thank you listeners for staying with us. Good night. Um, this has been This Week in Interview on tdnradio.net. <laughs>